Before we begin, we want to give a shout out to our new Patreon subscribers, Eric Dellinger, Scary Stuff Podcast, and our pals of Nightmare on Fear Street Podcast. Thank you so much for supporting the show. If you want to see how you can support the show and get rewarded with more bloody goodies, make sure to check out patreon.com slash Pod. Thanks, Megan. A little behind the scenes for listeners, we're actually recording several days sooner than we usually would because of the holiday weekend, and I personally did not want to be full of ribs and sweating when I recorded this. <laughs> meat Sweat Podcast! <laughs> I, I feel like there's got to be a Meat Sweat Podcast out there, and if not, <laughs> that will be my next podcast. Uh-oh. <laughs> so we didn't have much time to get calls in. Uh, no worries if you're still planning on calling in. We'll get to you next week. But as such, we do have one question before we get into the regular format. This question was in regards to theaters opening up. With theaters reopening, is there a horror movie going experience that stands out most for you? First horror movie, last favorite movie, or just anticipating going back again? Um, I feel like I've already talked about this. The one that stands out by far the most to me that I feel like I've gotten the most flack for, not from this show, but from <laughs> friends of mine, was the remake of Texas Chainsaw Massacre with Jessica Biel. Uh-huh. Really? And for some reason, and I, my wife and I still talk about this, can't figure out why it unnerved us so much oh, wow. that after the movie, we both looked at each other and said, we don't want to go, like then-girlfriend, both said, we don't want to go back to the apartment. Let's go someplace where there's people. And we, went to, and we went to Applebee's just to be around people because we were just so unnerved. Wow. You know, it was a combination. I love the cinematography of the mm-hmm. remake. It, it's it's so, like, beautiful it to is. me. And Arlie Ermy is so unnerving in it. And I don't know, something about it. Even when I rewatched it, I kind of feel it again. I'm like, I don't know. It totally works for me. And I have friends who are like, the remake sucks. And which is what people say about remakes all the time. But it hit me harder than like any horror movie has ever hit me in the theaters. Oh, wow. Which I'm I'm grateful for. I don't want to feel that way leaving theaters anymore. I want to be happy. (laughs) You don't want to go to Applebee's after? (laughs) I don't. Nothing against Applebee's if you want to sponsor us, I guess. But (laughs) no, I don't want to go back to Applebee's. Uh, Megan, how about you? Okay, so I don't think I have any, oh my gosh, it shook me so hard I needed to go to Applebee's situations. <laughs> you haven't lived. You I haven't, haven't lived. lived. Somebody give me an Applebee movie. I need an I Applebee scare. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I have had, like, I mean, I love the crowd of watching. When you watch a horror movie on the big screen mm-hmm. in the dark with a crowd and there's that energy that you don't get, um sitting at home which i guess i could try and recreate like a weirdo but no uh (laughs) like get out um and evil dead 2013 i saw those both on the big screen and the energy levels and the crowd reaction was completely infectious um especially get out with with the last uh little bit that i won't spoil but there's a siren (laughs) that comes along and everybody collectively held their breath and then just hooting and hollering with with the reveal was great. Um, and then I saw Identity in theaters way back when. Oh, I did too. With uh, John Cusack? Yes. And, you know, I will never forget it because I also will always remember the people that cannot handle these movies. They don't know <laughs> what they're in for and they 
very viscerally react. So there is a, this is a slight spoiler. It happens very early on in the movie, but Rebecca De Mornay's head gets found in a dryer. And this yeah. woman stands up and she says, oh, hell no. And she leaves <laughs> and she never comes back. That was it for her. She did not. She did not. So, yeah, I, I love things like that. That kind of reminds me of when we went to see the uh, the Grudge remake in the theater. Yeah. I, I've i said this before. The shaky head thing and a lot of <laughs> J-horror stuff really unnerves me. Yeah. So I was sitting there, like, really nervous. And there was, like, these teenage girls that were probably, like, 14, 15 years old, like, a couple seats over, just laughing throughout <gasps> the whole thing. And I understand the laughing reaction also comes from fear sometimes. Like, nervous. Maybe right, it wasn't. Yeah. yeah. But I remember being like, how are you laughing? Oh. <laughs> I'm so scared. Oh, John. Yeah. I'm sensitive and gentle. <laughs> sensitive and gentle. <laughs> how about you, Zena? Um, okay, so I, I have a few to share because sharing is caring. It is. So... <laughs> We're safe uh, here. Okay, cool. So the first one, this probably isn't the first horror movie that I've seen um, ever in life, but this is the first one that I remember. And I think I was like five and we went to go see Sleepwalkers. And you know, I had my nachos. <laughs> you saw Sleepwalkers when you were five? Yeah, my t- the my mother, mom. son, incest, werewolf movie? The whole family we were there. It was a family night, you know? Your and I had my nachos awesome. and I had my soda and I was really into it. This sounds amazing. Really- and I was really trying to get the last bit of the soda. And this guy was so annoyed with me because I kept on kicking his seed. And because I was having such a good time, you know, Aww. I'm sorry. She's sir. Mimi. She was Mimi. Of course she did. Yes, <laughs> I, I was. And that's what I mean, you know, so but I, I will always remember that movie because of that. I mean, that was pretty awkward, you know, watching it, you know with adults and it was just me and my sister and I have a sister who's two years older than me. So we were just there, I, you know. My parents did the same yeah. thing where I got dragged to movies that were way beyond my age range just because it's like, yeah, we're not going to deal with the babysitter. I mean, I watched right? everything. So I saw a lot of movies in the theater that I should not have. And we are just wonderful women. We so. are. We are. There you go. Uh, then another one. So um, I think I was in high school or about to graduate from high school or so. So maybe I graduated. I don't remember. But 2005. 2005 was a great time for horror because i remember checking out um i think first it was the amityville horror and you know i really liked the series and i remember watching the original one and i wasn't really scared by it but there was something about there's a particular scene with a little girl in the closet and she takes the babysitter's finger and sticks it in her forehead that has the bullet wound yeah and I was so, like, I wanted to die when I saw <laughs> that. Like, I, like, literally jumped, you know, from, from that part. So that was, like, a good time. And I remember, like, the crowd was going crazy for that. And then another one, Cry Wolf, just because I slipped in the movie theater, but I still stayed to watch. Yeah, I was walking, and the floor was slippery. So I just, like, <laughs> literally, and I don't mean, like, oh, I stumbled. No, I fell on my back. Oh, my gosh. You saw- Okay. Yes, I was more embarrassed. You oh, know? okay. Yeah. Then the lights went a... down and the movie came up and nobody remembered. It was horrible. I had a had a crush on this guy. I won't say his name just in case if he's listening or whatever. Which he uh, anyway, I had a crush on him. <laughs> and I remember and I remember, you know, he was there and I know he saw. I know he saw and I was just so embarrassed, but the movie was really good, you know. It kinda so. helped helped ease that sting, huh? 
Yeah. You found the only movie theater in the country that doesn't have sticky floors? I Yeah, <laughs> they cleaned them, apparently. No, I guess somebody <laughs> just freshly just spilled, like, that soda or something. There was, I think it was ice and then my shoes, Aww. you know, and then, yeah, it was just like, and I, I wasn't quiet about it. Like, oh, no. I was like, oh, my God. And so... <laughs> So that's why and then everybody looked and I remember there was like this older woman. She was like, oh, no. And I was like, oh, you know, it was just <laughs> oh, horrible. Oh. And then just I'm sorry, just the last one, too. Uh, just with the neon demon. I remember it was just my husband and this other woman in the theater and the whole theater who wants to go see it. Nice. And um, this woman, she's so awesome. Her name is Allie. We're friends now. We go see movies together. Did you make friends like in this movie? movie? I did. I oh, did. my gosh. I love it. <laughs> it was so cool. So awesome movie theater experience that is amazing i have never made friends with the random stranger at a movie before <laughs> i, I mean, don't she think she was the no. only one yeah like it was just crazy i go there as an excuse not to talk to people that's amazing <laughs> i mean she was just there you know i didn't want to be you know and then she's kind so of so what do you think and... about the necrophilia <laughs> yeah it was we we really didn't talk about the movie though fair, fair. Just like, you know yeah all right, welcome to the Bloody Disgusting Podcast, everyone. The podcast where we discuss all the disgusting things we love in the horror world. And to discuss the disgusting, you know her as lead movie critic for Bloody Disgusting, horror movie fanatic and journalist Megan Navarro. Hey, Megan. Hi. And you know her from her YouTube channel and website Real Queen of Horror and her infinite love for the genre Zena Dixon. Hey, Zena. Hello. And I'm John. If you're listening to this on a Wednesday when the episode drops, we hope that your week's been filled with all the best kinds of horror. And if not, we're going to do our quick round the table for all the movies, books, games, or anything else in horror that are making the three of us smile right now. Maybe it'll be things that'll make you smile too. So, Zena, what's been filling your heart on this abbreviated week? <laughs> uh, thanks to our patron, Robert Prudhomme? Prudhomme. Prudhomme. Hopefully I'm saying it right. <laughs> <laughs> um, he recommended that I checked out uh, House of the Damned um, from 1996 on Tubi. Uh, an American family uh, tries to, well, an American man tries to free his wife and daughter from the influence of evil spirits inhabiting their Irish mansion. Um, this was actually in my queue on Tubi to check out for a while. So thank oh, you nice. so much, Robert. Um, nice. It's a pretty cool movie. Uh, there's rats. There's an exploding car. Um, there's like a talking doll and transparent demons. Yeah. So um, it's a pretty cool movie. Of course, you know, they did borrow some elements um, from other movies like the Poltergeist and the Omen and Amityville Horror and stuff. But Ultimately, it's like a haunted house movie. And truth be told, I really didn't care too much for the parents, Will and Mora. You know, they were just so needy. But their <laughs> daughter, <laughs> their daughter, she was really cool, um, who's actually played by uh, Brianna Evergen. Ever oh, um, yeah, Burning Bright. Yes, yes. And she was also in uh, Sorority Rose, Step Up 2, Mother's Day, uh, The Devil's Carnival. So it was really cool seeing her little young Brianna, you know, um, but she was really cool. She screamed a lot, but I don't blame her. Like her parents were just still letting her just go off. And it's like, we all just saw a transparent demon, guys. You're still going <laughs> to let just roam, you know? So, but, um, but yeah, things, things, um, they got a, a little bit crazy. Like it, and I like the, I like the pacing of this movie because it wasn't like, oh, one thing would happen and then nothing at all. No, it was like a constant reminder you are in a haunted house, but they just didn't want to leave. And um, even some crazy stuff happened to their daughter. Like, I won't go into details with that, but where it's just like, all right, come on. Come on, you guys. guys still, like, you still want to be here? 
And, um, and I won't spoil anything, but something I thought was pretty creepy. Um, basically, they find something in the basement. Dun, dun, dun. And, yeah, think about that. If you just move a wall and you just see something like ill. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it's a really fun movie. Um, I'm glad that I finally got to check it out. So thank you very much, Robert. Yay. Yay. Thanks, Robert. Thanks, patrons. So uh, then the next thing I checked out, I watched The Carpenter from 1988 on Tubi. An executed killer's ghost appears to a married woman as a carpenter bent on renovating her house. <laughs> what a preface. <laughs> right? And bent on renovating her house. That's, That's all amazing. he wants. That's I... all he wants. I want to go like, how do we get helpful ghosts like this? This is like Casper. Right? This sounds like a buddy comedy. What the (laughs) hell? You know how like ghosts want, I want revenge or I want your soul. I want to fix your house. That's amazing. I just want to put on a sunroom. (laughs) Have at it, ghost. Yes. I mean, is the problem, is the scary thing is that he's like doing construction in the middle of the night when you're trying to sleep? It is. It was it was weird, but then it's just kind of like if he was doing it, I personally wouldn't care. Like, you know, just let him do his thing, you know. So basically, it, it is a very bizarre movie. Um, and honestly, I would love to remake it. Oh my god! Just because, just because it's it's the perfect kind of horror movie where it's like it could be rightfully unhinged. And I love unhinged horror movies. So, and plus no. the tagline is pretty cool. He's turning their dream into a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe this means that he just has really bad renovation style. He's, it's, it's, cr- no, his work is perfection. But the thing is, <laughs> like, it's literally, I was like, whoa, the way he was cutting that wood, like, he just, he knew he has all the tools in his toolbox, like, he doesn't take lunch breaks. He just works through the night, you know? But um, it's, you know, at first it's it's weird because it sounds like it's going to be like a slasher, right? But then with the fact that he is like a ghost and stuff, so it has like that supernatural element to it. But there's also another little surprise in there. And it's weird because everyone minus, um, minus the married woman, and her name is Alice, and the ghost, his name is Edward, Minus those two, they're terrible. Even the ghost, honestly, he's actually a very charming guy. So, you know, and and then they fall in love. And it's like, girl, I don't blame you. Your husband sucks. So, you know, so anyway, but seriously, though, like the, the, the kills are like super creative. He actually saves her from being attacked, like... And yeah, their romance just blossoms. So, this but I recommend like just high spirits. Like it could be a it, double mm-hmm. feature with high spirits. It could be, but I think that there's more gore, okay. more gore, more horror. Like because it sounds like it could be like a lifetime movie, but no, like the kills uh-huh. are like insane. <laughs> you know, where it's just like, okay, how did he clean that up? before the the husband you are selling the hell out of this movie (laughs) no it really is it's it's a lot of fun and but i recommend just going in blind even though i'm telling you about it don't watch like a trailer or anything like that because there is just yeah there's a couple of surprises and stuff and but yeah yeah i'm uh, watching this yeah i desperately need some movie company like blumhouse to only remake movies that are so absurd that they have to be rewatched 
by current audiences like this. Yes. It'd be amazing. Someone would be like, wait, you were you making what? Movie? Yeah. Bro- yeah. <laughs> so Blumhouse acquire rights and then hire Xena to do it. Yes. I'm available. Boom, done. Copyright trademark. Boom. Perfect. We're geniuses. We are. <laughs> what about you, Megan? I watched uh, Curse of the Demon. It's a 1957 movie that's available on Shudder. Um, and it's about an American professor, John Holden, who goes to London for a parapsychology conference only to find himself investigating mysterious actions of devil worshiper Julian Carswell. It's from uh, Cat People, and I walk with the zombie director, Jacques Turneau. Um, it's kind of like a like a precursor to folk horror in a way, you know, he goes to do this conference. He's a little bit of a skeptic. Uh, he gets saddled with a curse that Hmm. obviously invokes a demon. Um, but it's just a really, really pretty movie. I don't know if you guys have seen like cat people or I walk with a zombie, but he's just such, he's got such a gorgeous style. Um, there is a rather large demon and when they do up close shots, you know, this was 1957, so it can look kind of cheesy in design, but still like the effects for 1957 and the way that it's, it comes in and out is just, it's a gorgeous, gorgeous movie. Um, you know, especially when you think of the fifties, you think of atomic, you know, giant mutated aliens and bugs. And this is very different from, from that. So I recommend that. And then I watched uh, The Zero Boys on Midnight Pulp. It's a 1986 movie that has a group of friends travel to a... They they do... I don't even know what they do. It's like it opens with this okay corral kind of setting and, and they are playing... It looks like they're playing paintball, but they're not paintball. It's like fake squibs and stuff, like fake weapons. I don't... I don't know what this is that they're doing, but it's like a survival (laughs) game. And the guys, the zero boys, when, you know, the leader wins a girl and a bet and they all, all of their girlfriends and this girl go camping. And then they find themselves in a real life survival situation because they've kind of invaded the territory of actual killers. Um, Mm. So it's this weird kind of action survival horror slash slasher situation uh, it stars Kelly Maroney. She's same same year that Chopping Mall came out, so she's like the lead love interest. And uh, one of the killers is played by Joe Estevez, which nice. is the nice. uncle of Emilio Estevez. They look so much alike; it's ridiculous. But yeah, it's it's really fun. It's kind of like this most outlandish premise for a slasher, but it works because there's like all these booby traps. There's creepy people peeping down at teens having sex it's it's wild it's pretty entertaining the only thing that i kind of bug me is like there's a final second hook at the end that i'm like what is that (laughs) are you trying to set up a sequel are you trying to give me a grim ending i don't know what you're doing what is that you take that second away and, and i would love it but anyways yeah so that's what i watched i've never heard of this before it's fun. It's like on Midnight it. Pulp, and I'm pretty sure it's on Tubi as well. I have to check that out. Nice. I mean, short weeks, so you would think I didn't have enough time to see much of anything besides Megan and Xena picks, when in reality I watched three Hellraiser movies. I'm just not going to talk about those. I just got a little fascinated by Hellraiser after our discussion last week. As one does. And for the record, Hellraiser's five, six, and se- three, five, six, and 7 are all available on Crackle right now, if anyone wants to go check those out. But... Stick with the picks. First up, Megan's Little Monsters on Hulu. 2000, was it 2020 or 2019? 2019. Okay. 
A washed-up musician teams up with a teacher and a kids' show personality to protect young children from a sudden outbreak of zombies. All right, why this one, Megan? Because it's nicer to kids. <laughs> but no, it's, uh, it's just really, really charming. It, like, when you think that they've exhausted everything there is about zombies, it's like, just throw in Lupita Nyong'o, mm. who is gets to act like showcase her comedic chops and you're sold. That's all you need. Like it's, it's bloody, but it's adorable. Oh, and you cannot go wrong with Josh Gad, at least in my book. Yeah. He's pretty Josh funny, yeah. Gad is his, yeah. as his kids show entertainment personality is amazing. Um, so this was one of those movies where I remember the buzz about it, like little monsters, like, cause Lupita Luongo, this was her, was this just the movie that she did after us? Was this the first thing that came out? It was literally the same year. I think they were like released yeah. months apart. Okay, so yeah, I think that was part of the buzz where it was like the next and like trying to like piggyback on it. But I, I remember feeling like it didn't get as big of a reception as I was expecting. No. Yeah. And this movie, you're right, charming is the perfect word for it. Despite the fact that it starts with five minutes of yelling, <laughs> which I have never seen in any movie, let alone like horror specific facility just sitting there just you're watching a couple just yell at each other in every situation possible <laughs> and then you're like i have no idea how this is going to get to where i think it's supposed to get and then it does. but yeah but you know the short version is <clears throat> but beyond my description kind of loser ex-musician moves in with his sister and her son and He's insanely foul-mouthed, everything else. He breaks up with his girlfriend. He's a very, very bad boyfriend in every way, shape, and form. And he brings his son to school one day and basically develops this immediate crush on his kindergarten teacher, played by Lupita Nyong'o. And they end up going on a field trip. He fills in as a chaperone last minute, just looks out, and chaos ensues. (laughs) And Josh Gad is a kid's television personality who is just amazingly <laughs> deplorable like in a death to smoochy kind of way just the horrible horrible person how i kind of imagine adult kids performers might really be like if they're super bitter about yeah, yeah i'm super famous too. and rich but i'm not serious like i'm not being taken as a serious actor um but yeah josh gad my one my one of my rare regrets is that i never got to see him in book of mormon on Broadway, Aww. like my parents did, and I saw Book of Mormon in Minneapolis, and the person playing it was clearly channeling Josh Gad in every way, shape, or form, but it wasn't the same thing. <laughs> so, uh, but yes, I've been meaning to watch this, just didn't for the longest time. Very glad you told me to watch it because it is. It's insanely charming. It's very, very funny. The zombies almost take a back seat to the rest of the movie for me, actually. Um, yeah, high recommend. Check it out on Hulu. And then Xena's Z- pick, Shopping Tour on Tubi, which I was really confused trying to find because this was a Russian movie and it's actually spelled something differently depending on where which you're looking Which is so weird. A group of Russian tourists go on a shopping spree in the neighboring Finland only to be attacked by the Finnish cannibals. We focus on a middle-aged woman and her teenage son who's shooting the film as we watch it on his cell phone. This isn't spoilers. You literally get this from the right. trailer. Okay, Zena, why this one? <laughs> because they probably started their pitch with 
finish cannibals you know what i mean like they was just like cannibals like that's that's all they wanted cannibals at a shopping mall and it's just like honestly i would pay for that movie to be made so i like to think that this inspired midsommar hmm. maybe although okay. i did find a I, I I did find out an interesting tidbit from a Swedish local that Midsommar is not a good movie because they use very polished like Swedish in it instead of regional Swedish as it would really exist. Mm. I was like, huh, the stuff you learn. Like the equivalent would be if you were making a movie set in Minnesota and everyone had a Brooklyn accent. Right. Like, oh, wow, interesting. Anyway, back to shopping tour. So this you one, hated it. no, <laughs> I was confused so for through so much. I had no idea what was going on. Like the mother and son's relationship is so tumultuous. Yeah. It's they kind of hate each other. Yeah, and it's interesting how much time is spent on them not liking each other, and like never really connecting on why they don't like each other. <laughs> and then cannibals happen. Cannibals. Um, and then it actually kind of gets funny. By the yeah. end of the movie. And it's really not funny for like the first half. Um, I was also confused that you picked a found footage movie for me. I didn't expect it. I didn't expect that thrown at me. Well, I, I wanted to try to sometimes, John, I like to think about what would John like instead Aww. of what would I like, you know? But no, it's just um, I I recently watched this one uh, maybe like a month ago or so. And I've never Is it heard because of it, it had shopping in the title. Yeah, I thought it was going to be fun and I mean, which it is, but it's it's not what you think it's going to be. And like it you said, not. like the focus it, at at first is just on the mother and son and their relationship and it's just they're just awful, you know? Yeah. And then then it transforms like when when like the cannibals/zombies whatever they are, they start that start starts happening, that's exciting, but then it's just kind of like then it takes a turn where it becomes more comedic and it's so it's just yeah. like you're not too sure. You're not too sure what the movie wants to be, but it's something. So <laughs> it's it is something. something. It's true. And then the very last shot of the movie, I do not understand at all. I don't know. I literally watched the. I watched it at the end, and I was like, I don't. What's wait? What's happening? Like, I need one of those. The ending explained for shopping <laughs> tour videos on YouTube for me because I don't get why it ended the way it did at all. I was confused as well. <laughs> so, I think just... you're supposed. I think you're supposed to be the director. Is just like, well, let's do this. All right, good enough. Um, I didn't dislike it, but it's definitely not on my favorite phone okay. footage movies. But that's mostly I liked. Uh, I liked the plot of it actually, and like the theme and everything else. And like like I said, the last half is actually pretty funny. But the mother son relationship <laughs> is really tough to keep listening yeah. to. They're just so mean to it's each exhausting. other and manipulative. Yeah. <laughs> Like you stop being mean to me. Like stop yelling at me. You don't love me. And then like playing doing the silent treatment and stuff. Like what he's is like, happening? He's like a teenager, so it's just and he's acting yeah. like that. Like he's not like a kid, kid, you know. And I think that's what also terrifies me that someday my children will be teenagers, and I'm like, oh no, <laughs> they will. <laughs> don't be like they that. will someday be teenagers. <laughs> don't be like that. I don't know. Don't, don't hate me like he does. <laughs> no, he had, I don't know. There was just a lot of resentment. I don't know what that was. Yeah, there was a lot of resentment. And they don't really delve into, like, the dad dying being the root of it. It just kind of becomes a side plot point. Or not even a plot point. It's literally just, like, mentioned a and few times. And then that's times. it. And never again. That's it. 
Um, okay, so before we move on, what did we watch and how did we watch it? So I watched uh, The House of the Damned on Tubi and The Carpenter on Tubi. I watched uh, Curse of the Demon on Shudder and The Zero Boys on Midnight Pulp. And I watched Little Monsters on Hulu and Shopping Tour on Tubi. Uh, okay, so what am I watching for next week? And I got a lot of time to watch this now. Yeah. Uh, Megan, you go first. Uh, no, no, Zena, you go first yeah. because okay. I don't want Megan stealing anything. From you. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Megan! Um, okay, have you seen In Fabric from 2019? In Fabric? No. Mm-hmm. Okay, so huh. In Fabric on Tubi. All right. And Megan? Have you watched Terrified yet? <gasps> the Spanish, the Spanish. I, I always confuse Terrified with Terrifier, and I very know not different the same movie. movie. Yeah, very I know different. that. I have seen Terrified. Yes. Okay. What uh, about? Don't you love it? It's pretty intense. It's a, it caught me off guard, for sure. All right, I'm gonna do this one because they put the pajamas back on sale on Vinegar Syndrome. <laughs> uh, don't panic. What? Yeah. On Which Shutter. What is that? Why does that sound so familiar? It's a. I don't think I've seen it. Mexican-made uh, horror movie that's very kind of Nightmare on Elm Street-ish inspired. Hmm. Nice. So yeah, I've been watching a lot of foreign language movies lately. But this I started is this is in English, Skull. so it's not subtitled. Oh, yeah, it's like Mexican-made, but they're trying to do an American movie, so it's yeah. in English. I started watching Skull the Mask on Shutter, and I was like, ah, I can't read right now. I just want to oh. watch. Yeah, don't but worry. No, no subtitles for this one. And all three of us will collectively need to coordinate our pajama purchases after. We do. I could use a set of pajamas. Yeah. <laughs> you, you've seen how willing I am just to buy random t-shirts that you mentioned on the show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. Enough about what we've been watching this week. It's time for Megan to bring us up to speed on the news and trending topics in the world of horror. So, Megan, what's going on? Stuff and things. Uh, the <laughs> <laughs> The new Evil Dead. Awesome. Xena, what should we be watching? Yeah, things are happening. <laughs> Movies. <laughs> and that's the Blade Disgusting we Podcast. We have nailed it this week. We have nailed it. Um, all right. So the new Evil Dead movie, Evil Dead Rise, is heading straight to HBO Max, which means no theatrical release for this one. Hmm. The okay. next chapter in the saga builds off the original trilogy rather than the 2013 reboot. Uh, Evil Dead Rise moved moves the action out of the woods and into the city. The tale centers on two estranged sisters that have been cast um, by Alyssa Sutherland and Lily Sullivan. Sutherland and Sullivan. And if you look at the pictures, they really do look like sisters. Um, So they play estranged sisters whose reunion is cut short by the rise of flesh-possessing demons. What a... What a... Phrase, flesh-possessing demons, um, thrusting them into a primal battle for survival as they face the most nightmarish version of family. Uh, I'm thrilled to bring Evil Dead back to its original home at New Line 40 years after the release of the film. The first film, Raimi said in a statement, uh, the company's history as pioneers of horror speaks for itself. I'm equally excited to be working with Lee Cronin, whose gifts as a storyteller make him the ideal filmmaker to continue the enduring legacy of the franchise. At its core, Evil Dead is about ordinary people overcoming extraordinarily terrifying situations. I can't wait for Alyssa and Lily to fill the blood-soaked shoes of those who have come before them and carry on that tradition, Bruce Campbell said in a state added in a statement. 
The Evil Dead movies filled my brain with terror and awe when I first saw them at nine years old, director Cronin said. I'm excited and humbled to be resurrecting the most iconic evil forces for both fans and a whole new generation. So, Raimi and Campbell are executive producing alongside Robert Tappert, and they are expected to start filming in New Zealand next month. And no, Campbell is not expected to appear as Ash. We Mm. have talked about this movie before when it was kind of early announcements, but things are starting to become concrete as they're gearing up to, to start production on it. Um, I am very curious because I cannot think of anything else except for demons too, with this concept. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How do you guys feel? Yeah. Um, okay. This is going to sound a little bit messed up. I'm kind of happy that Bruce Campbell, he will not be in this. Not because I, I don't think that he's great or anything like that. I even looking at, you know, Evil Dead, uh, what was it from 2013? Yeah. Evil mm-hmm. Dead. So it's like I, I'm I'm not I wasn't the biggest fan of that one, but I love the fact that we had a different hero. You know? Yeah. Like they so, ship expanded um, it. Yeah. Yeah. Like like they're they're expanding and stuff like that. So I mean, I'm open to it. I don't feel like they're going to mess up the legacy of the franchise or anything like that. I feel like a lot of people feel that way. So, I mean, I'm, I'm open to it. Yeah. I, I mean, I like Bruce Campbell. Mm -hmm. So my knee jerk reaction when he's not going to be in an evil dead movie is all, but at the same time, I loved the idea of like his legacy more or less ending with Ash versus the evil dead, because that was such a great series and such a great way to go with the character because it was so comedy oriented. Yeah. And I feel like going back into horror after, like, like a straight horror, I'm guessing this horror is, it's going to be, I, I, I don't know how comedic it's going to be, but if they're going to go more for like a 2013 version, then yeah, I don't think there's any reason for him to be a part of it. I like the idea of it expanding into its own universe too. Yeah. Um, I'm more curious about the choice to go straight to HBO Max with no theatrical relief, mm-hmm. release instead of in parallel. I, you know, I've I saw a lot of pushback on Twitter with when this news broke, and I think the thing to remember it's like okay, so the 2013 movie did really well theatrically, but before that, the last movie of the franchise that was in theaters was Army of Darkness, which did not mm-hmm. do good at all. That was essentially a bomb for them, and that's. Mm-hmm why that series stopped and it wasn't until incessant fans demanding you know more for decades that ash versus evil dead came about so you know i don't know if it's just this is a smaller scale and it's more of a risk because it's something it's not a reboot it's not a sequel per se it's just something in this universe that maybe it's a safer bet i don't know um i doesn't really bother me um i do I do think that um, it's probably going to be more serious would be my guess because based on Cronin's previous works, like I don't know if you saw The Hole in the Ground. That's a pretty creepy kind of changeling Irish horror movie. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, I do think like at least people should check that out to kind of get a feel of what we could potentially expect. Um, I think the only thing that I really want at this point, because I mean, like like Zena said, I'm going to try it either way um but i do hope that they mix it up because i cannot when you think of demons in a high rise like i think that demons 2 so far has that market well cornered so give me try try and mix that up somehow if you can so yeah 
Um, and then Blumhouse shared a fiery behind-the-scenes footage uh, to mark the start of Firestarter's production. Filming is now underway on their new take of Stephen King's Firestarter, which this time around is being directed by Keith Thomas, the director of earlier this year's release, The Vigil. Blumhouse has celebrated the start of production with a blazing hot behind-the-scenes video, which you can find on Twitter or on Bloody Disgusting. It's a little preview of a stunt person walking towards the camera completely set ablaze. So it's it's pretty cool. Obviously, it looks like they're going a little practical with the fire. Um, and in Firestarter, if you don't know, it's it's about a girl who develops pyrokinetic abilities and is abducted by a secret government agency that wants to harness her power as or her powerful gift as a weapon. I don't think she is abducted. They're trying to abduct her. Uh, mm-hmm. Zach Efron, who played Ted Bundy in Extremely Wicked, and Michael Grayus, who is in Blood Quantum on Shudder, they star as Andy McGee and Rainbird, respectively. Um, it was Firestarter's been adapted by writer Scott Teams, who wrote Halloween Kills. Um, yeah. So, obviously, we could expect that in the near future if production's underway. Do you have any thoughts on, or any attachment, really, to Firestarter? And, more importantly, have you seen The Vigil? I have not seen The Vigil, I and I have no attachment to Firestarter. Uh, I, I've seen the, the Vigil, and very awesome movie and i kind of have an attachment to firestarter so when they did announce it you know i was like uh you know um not because i feel like this is untouchable it's just like but why it's already so wonderful you know but i'm i'm open to it i'll i'll give it a shot i'm not gonna sit here and say i'm not gonna watch it you know because i will (laughs) i I will i kind of i'm with you again horror sister for mm-hmm. life um i kind of was like eh, i don't really care about another stephen king remake uh but keith thomas directing because of the vigil is yeah. one major like okay i'm curious and then mm-hmm. michael gray yes being cast as Rainbird. so those two things alone make me be like all right all right yeah. i will chill until the movie's out um but yeah I like them both, and I love The Vigil. So if you haven't seen The Vigil yet, it's definitely one of the creepiest movies of the very, year thus far. creepy. Not that Firestarter is really a creepy movie, but still, give him all the stuff. Uh, and then more, I wouldn't say this is remake news, but definitely more unexpected nostalgia from our past coming back in a weird way. Uh, Garbage Pail Kids is getting an animated series coming to HBO Max. The gross-out Garbage Pail Kids franchise is heading back to the screen with animated series strictly for HBO Max. But it's by Danny McBride and David Gordon Green, the duo behind Halloween, like 2018's Halloween. They are co-creating and writing the series for Rough House. Uh, Josh Bicell, who is attached to Solar Opposites animated series, is also writing and co-creating alongside the duo. The expectation is that the animated series will be family-friendly and appeal to audiences of all ages. The Garbage Pail Kids brand was launched as a line of trading cards from Tops back in 1985, spawning a live-action feature film in 1987. The brand is still going strong to this day, most re- recently seeing the launch of a line of books that are written by R.L. Stein. New waves of trading cards are frequently released along with toys and all kinds of other products. Um, the Garbage Pail Kids are their gross-out gang, not afraid to play with boogers, blood, and vomit. 
the brand created as a spoof of the Cabbage Patch Kid dolls. Uh, I just, what? I mean, I, I guess a cartoon makes <laughs> sense, especially if the brand is still strong. But I do have to say, like, that 1987 movie, I, like Xena, I watched horror from a really young age, and a lot of it didn't affect me. But for some reason, the Garbage Pail Kids did. I was deeply traumatized as a child by that snotty Garbage Pail Kid in the live-action movie. <laughs> We normally don't go this route on this podcast, but it is one of the worst movies I have ever seen. No! <laughs> I have not visited it, it since so... childhood. So I, I can't say, but I, I remember I liking have. it. <laughs> oh, this was my wheelhouse. Well, kind of my wheelhouse, because this came out, I think, when I was like in kindergarten, because I really needed to date myself on this podcast. For most of you who weren't even close to being alive when these first existed. And I remember them being like a huge deal yeah. initially and yeah. they were grossed out and teachers were like, this is disgusting. <laughs> and out of curiosity, I did go online and on eBay, there is uh, a single card for this character named Adam Bomb going for $55,000. What? Wow. I don't know if that's a joke, but the, but the seller has a really high rating. And I'm very confused. There's another one that's going for uh, $49,000 and shipping is $150,000. Like, mm. It's a card. What? Are you, what are, it's madness. That yeah. is, yeah, um, the collector it, mindset. It's rough. It's, it's rough. Like, it's, I mean, it's like Howard the Duck level for me. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't remember hating these movies as a kid. Like, in fact, as a child, I was positive that this, the Garbage Pail Kids movie was horror. I think it's classified oh. as a kid's movie. So I should specify, it's not that I hated these movies. It's that they were so difficult to watch. Uh. Like They were like terrifying, but not for the reasons I think they were supposed to be yeah, terrifying. Yeah, no. <laughs> the snotty thing was not supposed to be scary, but it just, nope, don't want it. Don't yeah. want that kid anywhere near me. Nope. <laughs> I am going to stand by that it's not going to hold up in my mind if I were to ever go back and watch Probably it. But honestly, not. I'm not going to unless one of you makes me. And please don't make me. Zena's <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, don't talk about my garbage pail kids. I don't know. I I just, I remember liking the movie as a kid. You know, yeah. I just thought it was like really cool. Like it was, it's extreme. It's still very, very weird. And of course it was made <laughs> in the 80s. So it's so yeah. dated. But honestly, um... I don't know. I, I'm curious to see how it's going to do. I think that it could possibly do pretty well because we don't have anything like it. And yeah. what was the snotty one? Was it Snotty Dotty or? I honestly could <laughs> not tell probably you. probably accurate. Yeah. And that's even with the names, you know, Snotty Dotty. The cute rhyming. Yeah, yeah. Like they, they rhyme and stuff. But yeah, I just remember the movie, though. And I remember I was so obsessed with that girl, Tangerine. I just wanted to be her. Her fashion. Oh, okay. But that's that's another story. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited for this. Well, it's on its way. Um, and super quick, not really news, but I thought worth mentioning. There's been an insane number of trailer drops this week that we won't get into all of them. But if you did want to check out trailers, M. Night Shyamalan's Old, Edgar Wright's Last Night in Soho, and Josh Rubin's Werewolves uh. Within... All dropped this week. Yeah. um, So obviously movies are coming back in a massive way. But uh, if you're not really comfortable with theaters or travel, 
I do want to put on your radar that there are a bunch of uh, film festivals doing virtual or hybrid editions coming up in June. So Tribeca Film Festival, which will be premiering Werewolves Within, is uh, scheduled between June 9th and 20th. You can find details and tickets, uh, details on tickets and screenings at TribecaFilm.com. They have a whole bunch of horror, um, including A24's False Positive ahead of its Hulu premiere. So if you want um, more virtual fests before they go away, some of them may not. Um, there you go. And then also June 24th through June 29th is the Chattanooga Film Fest. They're doing an all virtual edition again this year out of safety. You can head to chatfilmfest.org for details, but they've already announced their closing and opening films with obviously more schedule like programming on the way. And they did tease some author appearances like Grady Hendrix. So yeah. Ooh. Nice. All right, listeners, your turn. Excited for the potential of an Evil Dead cinematic universe? Equal parts excited and confused as to why Garbage Pail Kids is coming back? Let's hear about it. Numbers 224-475-1040. The number's also in the show notes. If phones aren't your jam, no worries. If you don't want to call and have your voice on the air or international rates are messing with you, feel free to email us at bedisgustingpodcast at gmail.com or keep an eye on our social media accounts for chances to ask questions. Finally, is going to make all our lives easier in the sea of horror movie options and clue us in on what's appearing soon that we should be watching. So, Zena, what should we be watching? So, we have three movies coming our way. Uh, so, the first one, Tuesday, June 1st, Dementia Part 2 will be available on VOD. When an ex-con takes a job as a handyman for an unstable elderly woman to avoid, to avoid parole violation, it becomes a choice he may regret. And the tagline is pretty cool. Suzanne wasn't always this confused. She wasn't always dead either. Yeah. <laughs> you check that out. And then on Thursday, June 3rd, Caveat will be available on Shutter. A lone drifter <laughs> suffering from partial memory loss accepts a job to look after a psychologically troubled woman in an abandoned house, in an abandoned house on an isolated island. And then on Friday, June 4th, The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, will be in theaters. Paranormal investigators Ed and Lorraine Warren tried to uncover the truth behind a murderous claim of demonic possession. And then just in case if you missed it, I mean, which you really didn't, um, A Quiet Place Part 2 is in theaters, so you can check that out. And if you want to live your best life, Bloody Disgusting TV is also available for you. Nice. Is, is The Conjuring streaming in parallel on HBO, or is that coming out a month later on HBO? I think no, it'll be a same month Oh, is, is it? it same day? Month later? No. Okay. Oh, a lot. A lot of the Warner Brothers stuff hits HBO Max same day. Okay. I well, might be checking that out. HBO Max. There you go. And that's the Bloody Disgusting podcast for this week, everyone. If you'd like to read more from Megan, you can check out her reviews at bloodydisgusting.com and on Twitter at Haunted Meg. Zena can be found on her own site, realqueenofhorror.com, and the YouTube channel of the same name, or at Lovely Zena on Twitter. And you can hear me on my weekly horror narration podcast, Creepy. Don't forget to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast app and feel free to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at BeDisgustingPod, on Facebook at The Bloody Disgusting Podcast, or drop us an email at BeDisgustingPodcast at gmail.com. And for even more content and rewards, check us out on Patreon.com slash BeDisgustingPod. So for this week, I'm John. I'm Megan. I'm Zeta. Grab some popcorn, cozy up on the couch, and watch something you love. Just make sure it's something bloody. <laughs>